help my DTC grow. Strategies and quick wins that build up 8-figure DTC brand. How to reach a 48% OPEN rate and master the art of emails. Flowvium generated 14.7 million US dollar in revenue for clients. They could reach 48% average open rate over 150 clients in the history of the company. They help businesses realize the full potential of email marketing. I had the honor to interview Andre and Vera, who gave their best advice on email marketing. How not to overcomplicate email strategy. How could we be sure that our email strategy serves retention? What could be the best and not push away to build your email list? How could we personalize the experience through email marketing? What are the trends today for email marketing? And of course, I'm here to help your DTC brand grow, so I asked all my favorite questions at the end. Books to read, mistakes to avoid, quick growth tips and tools to use. Now let's get ready! You are a unique guest at uh, the podcast because usually we are talking with agencies, but now we are talking with you, Flovium, because uh, you are not just email experts, as Andre always posts on social media and uh, giving the best tips for everybody. So uh, my first question would be for Andre, like, how could we be sure that our email strategy serves retention? Because for DTC brands, retention is so essential. I mean, first of all, to need to, to, to understand like customer journey, how often they, they buy. And uh, for example, if you sell, uh, we always give example of mattress <laughs> in our podcast. Uh, we are the, like giving examples of mattresses and socks. So when you sell something like mattresses, it, unfortunately, you cannot you cannot continue selling via email marketing mattresses in 30 days or like another mattress. Uh, you cannot sell the person another mattress in 30 days or 90 days. So you have to have complementary complementary products to retain the customer and make sure when the period of three years expires, make sure to follow up with them because I believe the study showed that mattresses are even the best one, are good only for three three years and give them some valuable information why they should consider to buy again. But in example on the socks, make sure to like either uh, why people buy socks. First is fashion to understand the customer. First is fashion. Second, it's, uh, I mean, comfort. Like probably for guys, it's more like you need socks to wear shoes. But for ladies or fancy guys, uh, if they buy socks because of the fashion, you need to understand your customer and target them uh, accordingly. So. For somebody like me, I need socks until they are bad. But for maybe like somebody fancier than me, uh, you are able to target them every 30 days or based on the season to to offer them uh, the, the other socks. Yeah, it's. I, I will just add to what you said. We really like this analogy internally in Flowium. Uh, so there is this... Um, discussion happening in the industry is email dying uh, why should we do email when there's like social media exists and one of our guests in our podcast he actually made an excellent comparison he said that social media is like that cool um, cool boyfriend that you're dating in high school he's like very trendy very fun to be with but your mom eventually wants you to marry like the good stable guy you know who's like uh, who's gonna provide <laughs> who's gonna make money and stuff like that and Email marketing is that stable guy. Like 97% of people in the world are using email, basically. People who are internet consumers, they have email. Not everyone have Instagram or like Facebook, but everyone has email. And when it comes to customer journey, because eventually any marketing is 
like you need to think of customer journey where that customer is in um, in their purchasing process have they purchased from you have they not purchased from you and to that customers you have to talk different and that's what where email marketing does an amazing job because you can pretty much create this entire ecosystem we call it the life cycle um, and you can engage with your customers differently on different stages of their purchasing journey that's where email actually shines because you own that content in social media you can talk to your customer but you cannot get the feedback and you cannot collect the data per se as as well as you do it in the email in email you can do that that's why email is an excellent tool when it comes to customer retention <clears throat> let's just stick with the uh, with this dating analogy that uh, uh, what is the best way to get the numbers of the the girls and guys so what is the not pushy way of uh, of building your email list the basic way that everybody has or at least should have that sign up for my newsletter it's like in a footer so this is probably the base uh, basic one however i'm so upset when i want to follow a brand and there's no pop-ups and i scroll to the bottom to the footer and they have no sign up and i'm like guys how i i, I even email what i i started support ticket and i said Can you please add me to your mailing list? Because I want to be part of it, but you don't have any way to opt in. And the paradox, it was a marketing event somewhere in Austin. They are like uh, marketers, like event, and I couldn't sign up. So uh, so the footer, the, the basic one, the, the, the another for e-commerce is like 10% of free shipping. Again, the, the 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 rule of thumb. Those things everybody does it, so I strongly do not recommend it to do it. Do something unique. So recently, actually two weeks ago, I was consulting a company. They have a skincare, but majority of their business come because they have a one person who does consultation. So I said, majority of people buy from you because of that consultant. Majority finds you because of that consultant. So why, like, how hard it would be for you to do? one pager or short video about taking care of your skin because she charged i believe $1200 for one hour of her service so not many people are able to afford her but her video or cheat sheet or something like something short don't don't make it ebook because people don't read ebooks anymore like make it like very short and provide it to to, to your customers that they want they really want that uh To, to opt in and to get and this is how you exchange value for email yeah i agree with andre and we like let's go back to that dating analogy i personally not a big fan of the brands offering discount upfront like when you're going to the website and the first thing that they do they are offering you the discount you know nothing about the brand you don't know whether or not you really need this product maybe you're just like comparing them and the other brands for a customer that might feel good because you're getting a deal right away but if you think in like a long term you don't want to train your customers to expect discounts from you all the time so what we do internally with like a lot of our clients we have different types of pop-ups if the, someone is going to your website and they are just like learning things about you they go to your about us page they go to your home page we don't bombard them with the discount code right away we give them the chance to learn more about you because they came to your about us page to learn something about you why not make it convenient for them so to this people we just like deliver the generic 
uh, about us welcome flow, where we talk about the business, about the values of the business. We maybe give them behind the scene look on like what business is doing, who's working on the business. Maybe we put the human face on the brand. We share some like customer stories and stuff like that. We try to make them buy without the discount. When you give the discount right away, it's pretty much like proposing on the first day. It's a bit creepy, right? We don't want to do that. We want to get to know each other before we actually propose, you know? And then after like X number of emails, if they haven't purchased, of course, discount is fine. But there are like so many different ways how you can provide the value. You can do um, just like some relevant information, just like Andre said. You can also do the pop-up quizzes, which is like so, so, so much fun. Like a lot of pet fashion brands are doing that. A lot of skincare brands are doing that when they are asking you the questions about like, hey, what is your type of skin? This or that? What are the issues you're trying to resolve? And then based on that data that they are collecting, they can actually customize the flow and customize the customer journey for them um you can also i know that um this like one one big skin skincare brand that we have here in in the states um they actually offer like an exclusive spotify music list that they've created for their brand followers or um exclusive wallpapers that you can only like wallpapers for your desktop right that you can only get through this if you subscribe to this uh, thing or they can give you the behind the scene look i'm like obsessed with those like behind the scenes you know where you can actually see how the product is manufactured or you're getting the access to exclusive content it doesn't have to be the discount but sometimes it's a good idea maybe to offer it on the product pages because when someone is going like directly to your product page it means that they are interested in like this specific product they are pretty much their intent of purchasing is higher than from people who just purchased it from who just went to your homepage. So as a, as a starting DTC brand, you could also personalize this experience and leverage this data. But how would you write your own emails as a DTC brand? What, what are the strategies that you want to use? What are the tips and tactics they should use if they want to write their own email messages? I will start. I'm not the copywriter, full disclosure, but uh, let me give one tip that uh, I think each business owner is struggling with. They want to make that ad, that email, that website is perfect. And they they do not put it to the world before it's perfect. So we have a like a saying in our company and it's probably it's not it's not our saying, but we just use it. So progress over perfection. So if I would be in the new new DTC brand, if I would be a new DTC owner, I would start with just even the boilerplate. Like, hey, welcome to my company. This is what we do. That's it. Like, not fancy. But over time, you can improve it. Like, start with the basic and you can improve it. But I, I think Vera can talk more about the actual copy. It's not so much about the copy as it is about like delivering the right message to the right uh, customer at the right time. And that's where uh, automations help really much. So uh, there are like two types of email communication for all of you who are like starting with email marketing. There are like automated flows. Basically, abandonment card is a good example. Welcome flow is a good example. And there are also campaigns. So the campaign is like a one-time send that you're sending to 
whoever you decide you can do it to entire list which we by the way don't recommend you can send it to like different segments and stuff like that it's always a good idea to start with so-called warm-up procedures right in Clavio, and that's like the platform that we use uh, with our clients it's there is like this standard sets of steps that you should do as a new brand who's just starting with an email and it's always a good practice to start with flows with automated emails why because usually these emails they have higher intent of open because the person just left you their email address and they expect to get something from you which means that potentially their open rates and click-through rates will be higher because basically the person is going to your website and telling you like hey I want to receive an email from you and you are giving that email. And when they receive that email, when the open rates are high, when the click-through rates are high, this gives platforms like Yahoo or Gmail or like Outlook or bigger platforms, it gives the signal that, okay, this company is legit. Give them like brownie points and you start building your uh, reputation, basically sender's reputation. So no matter how big or small you are, even if you have like a big list that you acquired over the years from your customers, we would recommend to start from the basics, good old basics, welcome flow, abandonment card, post-purchase flow um, is another important one. And then from there, you can start building up all of those like additional basic flows. And then you start, you can start doing something a bit more advanced, but I would start from the very, very basics. It's a good practice to have, for example, usually like more than one email in your welcome series. But if you don't have like resources to do like a big flow, start from something simple, start from one to two emails, and then you can like add emails to the sequence as you go. You mentioned abandoned cart. I realized that uh, they have a high intent to buy, but they are skipping for some reason. How could you squeeze the most out of this intent? That's a good one, actually. I, I can start with a quick data and then, Andre, you can continue. Actually, 75% of all of the carts are abandoned, like in, in, in industry. So 75%, let's say out of 100% people, 100 people who are going to your website, 75 will abandon their cart at some point. The reasons can be different. They can just be distracted by, by their kids or by their phone or something. Maybe they saw the shipping price that was not advertised right away. And that's probably like the main reason why I abandoned the card. Maybe they are trained to expect the some some sort of like discount codes from um from the brand and that's why they don't buy right away. Maybe they are like comparing with other brands and stuff like that. So yeah, the they do have the higher intent of purchase. Uh, but the abandonment card is also high uh, across the industry. That's why not having the abandonment card sequence, it's pretty much like leaving money on the table. And the good news is that like Two thirds of that, like seventy five percent, can actually be recovered through um, the abandonment card sequence. And I specifically say sequence because a lot of brands are having just like one email saying, like an hour ago you left this beautiful socks in our uh, in your cart. Here is ten percent off. Finish your purchase. Well, in Flowium, we think that the sequence should be longer and that you should not bombard the customer with a discount right away. Um, Andre, maybe you want to talk about the sequence that we usually build for our customers. 
for our clients? The first thing is uh, like you need to have a recovery sequence in, in terms of emails, emails, SMS, for example, uh, just to remind the people that they left something in, the, in their card, like uh, the reasons why they should buy from you and not the other brands, and then maybe provide some discount. But what I want to add to that, what I just said, people, uh, when we audit different people's email marketing, we see that people are just thinking about the first time buyer. So somebody who about to purchase, uh, to convert them from subscriber to customer. But how about people who already purchased from you? They can amend the cart again, or they, let's say your VIP, and they can abandon your cart as well. So you need to customize your abandoned cart. Have, have different branches for somebody who never purchased, somebody who purchased, and somebody who, let's say, VAP. Another common mistake what we see that they have a, the same hero image. So uh, here image is a image in top of the email. So the first kind of image that we see. That image is static, meaning, let's say, picture of me holding, I don't know, flowers <laughs> picture of me holding the flowers but remember they can leave different products in their car but they will always see me holding the flowers which sometimes is not relevant so instead of having the same here image for all your abandoned cart i would strongly recommend a customize it or b make it here image the exact product that they left in the cart. So they are more likely to convert and the actual conversion rate is much, 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 much higher. Um, by the way, I we recently uh, like released a video uh, about seven abandoned cart mistakes, which cost you thousands of dollars on YouTube. So if you want, just check it out. I list them. And even you, if you believe you're, you have the best abandoned cart um, flow or uh, sequence, just go quickly through those seven things like just to make sure you don't make those mistakes and how to give your prospects the best deal they ever get through email how, how to remember them to check their email these different segments um that's actually a good question and um when we when we think of any flow how we usually build it we usually build the flow and when someone purchases something they exit the flow and that's another common mistake that a lot of brands are doing. Um, they keep sending the emails. Even if someone is purchased, they keep sending the emails. Well, we build it different. So basically, let's go back to the abandonment card example. Um, the first email that we usually send is just like a reminder saying something like, hey, here's your card. You abandoned this product. Here's the perks of the product. And maybe you can even use some UGC content. Like uh, here's why people love it. Uh, but here is what they say about the product and stuff like that. Then day later, two days later, depending on your strategy, you will send them the discount and abandonment card reminder. So we usually do send a few reminders until someone converts. Um, the reminder can be as simple as saying like, here's your discount, here's the reminder, the stock is limited, or you can build on that. And maybe you can, if they are purchasing, uh, say, mattress, maybe uh, you can provide them the guides on how to pick the mattress, or maybe you can connect them with someone on your team who will help them to pick the mattress of your dream. Or maybe you can send them some sort of like quiz that will help them to decide on the mattress or something like that. Then if they haven't purchased after the second email, we send them the uh, 
another reminder. So that's like reminders are powerful. You just need to set up the filters in correct way that you don't like basically bombard the customers who don't want to hear from you as much, or you don't bombard customers who basically purchased the product already. That's how we set up our flows. If you add SMS to this combination, um, that's like a powerful combo because um, on platforms like Clavio, you can actually do the email and SMS all from one platform, which is super cool because you can basically marry the two and you can build the sequence saying like, if someone hasn't opened this email or if someone haven't clicked or haven't purchased from this email, then follow up with SMS. It doesn't mean that everyone will receive each and every email or each and every SMS of the sequence. It's like very much targeted, very much filtered out in a way. Uh, But if you can do SMS, definitely look into that technology because it's super cool, especially when you combine it with uh, email marketing, with loyalty programs, with social media marketing. If you create this like one big omni-channel experience that works seamlessly together, that's where the, that's what is like truly powerful. And, and it's so easy to overcomplicate it as a starter. So somebody is listening to this podcast and said that, okay, I will, I will turn everything on. I will, I will make every segment that I, I will see and make it unworkable. <laughs> How could you make it easy? I mean, that's just like a recommendation that I've seen like from my own experience. Uh, if the last tools you're using, the better. If you can use like one tool that does it all, it's always a good idea, right? Or you can just like analyze your stack. There's there's like this uh, brands that can help you to analyze your tech stack and just like analyze it and just use the things that are absolutely necessary. Let's start like simple. So one one you have a website where you have a store. You have to have a, some kind of opt-in. It can be footer, as I mentioned before, and it should should you should have at least one pop-up. Even if you personally hate, because I always hear from my our customer, I personally hate those pop-ups. Yes, I do understand you do, but we are not trying to collect your emails, but your customers' emails. And pop-ups work works. So footer at least one pop-up to collect emails, and um, then. Uh, at least one welcome email. So when they opt in, you just want to welcome. Hey, welcome. This is X, Y, and Z brand. So one email, at least one abandonment card email. Like ideally you have more, but at least one. And at least one a post-purchase email to thank them about their purchase. So we're talking about like five things, two opt-in forms and three emails in three different automations. So if you do that, it might take you one day. It depends how fast you're moving, but it might take you one day. But you will be sad for kind of long period of time and you can focus on other things while this thing is automated. What are still the advantages of, of email marketing? Because everybody said that SMS is the future, email is dead, SMS is dead, uh, notification is the future. What is still the advantage of emailing? Pretty much as long as I remember myself ever since I've started working in email um, industry and it's been like, what, five, seven years. Um, people was always telling that, like seriously, that email is dead and yet everyone in that email list or whatever everyone had an email everyone subscribed to the emails everyone received the emails from their brands while people are saying that return on investment on email is still like one on 38 on average we have customers whose return on investments like hundred dollars on every dollar that they spend on email marketing email marketing is the data that you own right you you own that customer data and with platforms like Clavio, you can 
not just like talk to your customers, but you can also collect and systemize the data that you have. You can um, basically make the better image of your customer. You can know who they are, where they are coming from, what they bought, what they not bought, what they clicked, what they haven't clicked, what they liked, what are their preferences. And built on that, you can create the segments because email marketing is marketing and it comes down to delivering the right message to the right person. No, it's not dead. It's it's here. It's, it's going to stay here. Uh, it might change a bit and it has changed a bit ever since the iOS 15 or 14 up- updates have happened but that just means that us as a marketers we need to be smarter and we need to deliver better quality content to the customers the good old days when you can like bombard everyone with the same email and the open rates would be like 70 percent or gone no you you need to be smart about what you're sending who you're sending and yeah and and basically like what are you telling them so uh, and i personally believe each channel you just mentioned sms email and notification three of them and maybe there's more are great because you own the data you own that customer way to communicate to them so email like email is perfect sms is more it's shorter version but it's more likely to open because like almost 99 percent are of sms getting open but it's just very short like try to sell something in 170 characters not even worse characters and notifications are another great way so all you mentioned i believe the great which one is better i mean we are email marketing agency we believe emails is are the best <laughs> but all those channels are are great if possible try to use all of them but email is the easiest one it's harder to get phone number from somebody than email it's like going to b- back to that analogy about uh, dating. Uh, Vera, maybe you can help me like how, how, what analogy to make, but it would be extremely harder to uh, to get the, the, the girl's phone number versus, I don't know, like like offer like to, to go to the next date. I, I don't know. SMS is a bit more personal. It's like asking a girl on the first date. Let's see what we can, what analogy we can come up with. It's like asking a girl on first, uh, on first day, Hey, what's your address? Like it's, it's creepy. I've just met you like five minutes ago. Right. But with, with SMS, it's the same. People are very hesitant to give you their phone and number just because it's a bit more personal right i mean if you get the number good for you but we believe in having the two sort of like two channels connected together just like andre said 160 characters you cannot really introduce them to the brand make them learn about the brand in 160 characters emails is where you have a bit more of creative power and sms i see it more as a supplementation to your overall strategy i don't think you can build the entire marketing strategy exclusively on sms and even though the open rates are higher on sms the unsubscribe rates are higher as well so it's very hard to get that sms lead and easy to lose um that's why we don't recommend to be like too too aggressive with sms or maybe like sending like one sms per week if the customer is engaged with email you have a bit of a more creative power and i'm not saying that to convince you that sms is good email is bad we we use both in our agency we do both we do sms and email we just believe that you should be a bit more careful and less aggressive with 
SMS and you have more creative power with email. But when you marry the two, woof, that's a powerful combo, that's for sure. What do you think? What would be the trends for email marketing in, in, in one year or in the future? I personally believe there would be more competition. Your potential customers or customers' inbox will be fuller. So I believe the data for last year, 2021, was that on average person received in the US 150 emails, 130 to 150 emails per day. Uh, so I think the inbox will become fuller. Uh, because more more e-commerce brands are created every day, more of the brands realizing how important the email marketing is. Because believe it or not, there's many brands who do not do email marketing at all. So I believe that there will be more competition. So you need to work harder to stand out. What we earlier said, personalization is the great way to stand out, to personalize the emails per that customer. Yeah, I think, I think just like you mentioned, Andre, personalization will be a huge hit in 2023. Uh, we do believe in power of automation, segmentation, personalization, especially like I mentioned with iOS updates, when you don't have the data per se anymore, but you have to ask your customer for data about them. So I think there will be more quizzes that collect different data uh, from the customers directly. Uh, there will be more personalized emails. Actually, today I was approached by one uh, company that are doing personalized GIF images in the hero image of the email, which I honestly, I didn't even know it's possible uh, but basically the email i received the email with like a hero image and on top of that it said like hey vera something something and then the name of of our company of like flowium and i was like how did you guys how did you do that it was like super powerful and i think personalization is the key in 2023 and another thing that we like briefly discussed is the omni-channel experience so basically like combining your different channels to make sure that you are not communicating the same message to the same person from different channels at the same time you want to make the entire experience as smooth and possible and combine different platforms so you can basically like deliver the best experience to your customer. For last but not least, I want to give some seeds and nutrition for the ETC brands and ask the same questions for each of and every guest that I have on the podcast. So start with the first question. What books would you recommend to read for a DTC brand? Also from Andre and from Vera. So I will get two answers. I really like the probably this book was mentioned a million times on your on your episode but building this story brand yeah um and the author is donald miller it's basically it's the book about the basics right about understanding who your customer is and how to talk to them correctly and this book will not be only interesting to email marketers but like to all of the business owners it just basically comes down to how to connect with your customers on that like emotional human level that's like the book that i can definitely recommend and i would like to recommend the book my favorite book who not how it's not about only dtc it's generic like business book but uh us as a business owners, we believe uh, we are afraid to give up something away in terms of for our team to do. And this is the, the, the limiting factor of all businesses. This is why they cannot scale and grow because they are afraid to give, give away what they know how to do uh, because they believe people cannot do better than them. And if, um, if you're like this book is a great example how by giving away 
your workload or finding people who can do it for you better better than you can do this is how you can grow and scale your business and serve more people and my second question would be what is the biggest mistake that dtc brands could make i know the answer they don't use email marketing but oh, uh, gosh, other, than that, <laughs> other than that other than that that was what i was about to say they don't personalize i say uh they are bombarding the same the entire list with the same sort of like message that's like the biggest mistake that we've seen from like people who come to us to to fix their email marketing problems and the general thinking is that the more people i will message the more my the, the higher my revenue will be but that's not true we've tested it gazillion of times and sometimes when you're sending the same message to the entire list versus to a highly segmented a list of people who say like visited this specific product or like they expressed interest in like this specific service or something we can see that the revenue is much higher. You're not hurting your deliverability. And eventually the revenue is higher. The click-through rates are higher. All, all metrics are better. You will not end up in spam or promotion folder. In the long term, it's a better strategy. So definitely segment your list um, and don't bombard the entire list with the same context. And the mistake I see a lot that DTC brand do, they do not have the... Uh, marketing manager, marketing director, or like whatever you call that profession, but basically a project manager, one project manager who is responsible for all coordinating for all marketing efforts. Uh, because when we work on a project, it's like either agency who work for the same company work in solo or agency and the, their employee work in solo and it's not sync and coordinating. Sometimes like if you don't take a lead and try to manage the other people in the like in that that company, it's it's hard to provide a synchronous a sync message to the customer because one Facebook agency can push one thing and they did not communicate it correctly to email marketing agency because they was not aware that they need to be the same message everywhere. So the, the biggest mistake, and I I believe it's a, the first hire is a some kind of marketing manager, marketing VP, marketing director, whatever you call it, but somebody who will be in charge of coordinating internal and external resources to make sure everybody on the same page and share the KPIs with them. Yeah, you already gave tips parallel with the biggest mistakes, but I would uh, ask you the same also. Like, uh, could you tell me your quick growth tip related to email marketing? On top of my mind, have pop-ups and collect your information and set up the basics, like we mentioned, one at least one amendment card, at least one welcome email, and at least one post-purchase. That's like the basics. Start from the basics, and then you can build up from there. I think you're covered everything. I don't know. I don't even know what to ask. <laughs> yeah, I squeezed all the knowledge from you too. Okay. Last but not least, what tools to use as a DTC brand for growth? What would you recommend? What tools would you recommend? A tech stack for DTC brands. There's like so many. So many. Yeah, just from top uh, of their mind. I might be biased, but Clavio for email marketing. I love them because they have very convenient tools for like collecting and organizing data. Um, very powerful. And SMS as well. Their SMS is good. I, I would also look into some sort of like loyalty program. Well, Andre, maybe you can. Yeah, so since we spoke about retention lo- loyalty program, 
is the best way to increase the retention. Which loyalty program probably is the cheapest? It's like Smile.io. We are not married to any of the brands, but I think Smile.io, it starts with like $0, so it's like hard to lose. You can add on if you see the, the, the value, but and also they have a referral program. So basically two tools in, in one, which is a great way um, to retain your customers. That's why I'm asking agencies, because they are not so loyal to any of the tools but they use the best tools that you could uh, find. Thank you for the tips, Vera and Andre, and uh, thanks for accepting our call. Thank you so much, Miklos. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. And don't forget to try these tips today. For more seeds and nutrition, stay tuned for the next episode.